Coming up on this week's episode, we begin with a countdown of pumpkin spice, a COVID-safe trick-or-treat, and the origin of the bowl cut. Then we get to the week's tech news, including the banning of TikTok and the banning of streaming games on iOS. It all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 284, recorded August 10th, 2020. Like crashing your car all the time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and how could we even forget? It's you. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by two guys who are already purchasing their Halloween candy. It's Dan Miller and Colby Rabideau, uh, who I've got mislabeled on the video here. I got to switch your videos around. Oh, my God. How is Halloween going to work this year? Good. Anyone talking about that? There is Halloween candy in the store. That wasn't a joke. When I went to the supermarket, there was Halloween candy for sale. It was it was gen and I'm not one of those people who's like, how dare you have Christmas stuff in October? Well, like it was like late July and they had Halloween candy. And I was like, Halloween candy goes bad. Like I was it's just not talking like- to I was just talking to Lena today. When does the pumpkin spice latte come out? It's any day now, right? That's a good question. I would hope they wait till uh I think it's day. I'm pretty sure it's August. Count oh my god, there's a it's website so that hot. actually Oh my god, there's a website that actually, like, counts down. What's the answer? October 1st, apparently. What? That can't no. be right. Let me check that... here. No. Let me double check. Uh... Let's see. We gotta do some hardcore research here. Oh, it says here, the pump... Okay, this is from August 2020. The pumpkin spice latte is rumored to return August 28th. That sounds about right. The... Last year, it dropped on August 27th. Oh, here's a press release from August 4th, 2020 on Starbucks.com. Pumpkin spice and new fall at-home products now available in U.S. grocery stores. Yep. Straight cool. from the uh, the horse's mouth. There you go. It's going to be fall before you know it. But that is a good question. How is Halloween going to work? My hope is not at all. <laughs> I, I've been on record before on other podcasts talking about how I think Halloween is whack. Um, and I'm generally not a fan. So if we can just go right past it, that's A-OK. I feel like I think we could have a healthy debate here on this program right now about um, the stack ranking, the, the U.S. holidays, the major ones. Sure. Going from where we are now, you got you know, Labor Day, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. You got your Martin Luther King Day, President's Day. Valentine's Day. Val- ah, oh, that's a major see, holiday. But see, Valentine. No, no, no. But you don't get a day off for Valentine's Day. So in my mind. Oh, so we're, only, it's, we're doing bank holidays, as they would say. Uh, but we don't get a day off for Halloween either. Okay, fine. Valentine's Day. St. Patrick's what? Day? Is that big enough? No. Okay. No, I think you got to cut St. Patrick's Day and Easter if, out. Well, but if you're counting Labor Day, then do you do like Memorial Day? Yes. Then I think you would go and to 4th of July. And then 4th of July, and that's it. I think so. And I feel like amongst all of those, Halloween is in the top, like, it's in the top half for sure. Uh, well, how many did you just name? That was like eight, maybe? Eight yeah, to ten? like, Labor Day, Memorial Day are both like, like... They're whack. It's a day off, it's, so it's you know it's good, but it's got nothing else going for it. And honestly, I'll put Fourth of July right above that. It's just like people stand around and go to barbecues. Fourth of July is just Memorial Day with fireworks. Not that exciting. Yeah, but Halloween, Halloween has a mm-hmm. shtick. It has something going on. It makes it different from all the other ones. That in and of itself puts it higher for me. Yeah, but Halloween has such like an old timey quality to it. That just seems antiquated, where it's like Valentine's Day. I love you. It's like, okay, that makes sense. It's like Christmas, we give gifts. Thanksgiving, we have turkey. It's like, those all make sense. It's like, on Halloween, you're going to send your children out alone to go door to door and ask strangers for food. And they're going to dress in funny costumes. Like, it just seems weird. Like, I get Fourth of July where it's like, although even that doesn't make sense celebrating America's birthday. But at least it's turned into something. I just think Halloween has, I guess, and I think I said this on Up for Debate, which is, I don't have a problem with Halloween. I have a problem with trick-or-treating. Like, if you want to put up pictures of pumpkins and spiders, and you want to eat candy, and you want to have a party, and, like, I don't have a problem with that. Trick-or-treating, to me, is really the issue. I'm all about the costumes. Like, I could 
I could take or leave the canyon, the trick or treating, but it's the it's the theme that gets me. But I feel like costumes have gone the way of of like a Valentine's Day, where it's gotten. I'm trying not to be that guy. It's gone corporate, and it's you know, ever you just go to like Target and you buy the Iron Man costume, and you're like, I'm Iron Man. And I feel like, you know, I, I don't know if when you guys were children, your 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 parents ever made you costumes from scratch. You know, I feel like people don't really do that anymore. You know, it's got to be topical. It's got to be an IP property. It's like you you don't just. There was one year I just went as a Lego. It was a box with a bunch of cups <laughs> taped to it. And it was all spray paint. I looked like a big ass Lego. It was great, but they don't do That's that awesome. anymore. I I see the I see the benefits of both. If you're a kid and you get a chance to be Iron Man for a night, how cool is that? You can't do that any other night. What's stopping you, Dan? You got to think the, outside the box, buddy. The fact that what's stopping you is the fact that you'd walk outside and no one else would be dressed up at all. You just feel that weird kid who's dressed up as Iron Man. <laughs> but I'm also the I'm also the kind of guy who just doesn't value creativity in children. So probably the wrong guy to be asking. I don't know, Colby. What do you think? I um, don't have as strong an opinion as either of you. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Halloween is a holiday that can go like if you don't leave your house on the night of Halloween, you might never know what happened. Right. And like I've done that. completely avoid it. Yeah. Oh, me too. Oh, I've done it before. Yeah. I guess people like work people, sometimes people at work dress up. I don't know what kind of company you have, Sean. How but. do you got... Oh, well, first of all, I did want to... This is why you got to go the YouTube version, because that's the only way you're going to see me in a Lego <laughs> costume. <laughs> How did you find that so quickly? A couple, so many years ago, do we really want to go through the Sean Jennings Halloween Hall of Fame? Because I, I, I screen years ago, there I am as a, as a, as a uh, scarecrow from the Wizard yeah, of Oz. Absolutely, a classic. I was very cute. And then probably my, uh, there I am as a dog, as a very young child. Uh, <laughs> and then my all time favorite, and this is a family legend where uh, I was supposed to be a pirate, I think. And I was a very timid child. Everything scared me. And the costume itself scared me. I refused to wear it. So I just went as me one year <laughs> with with the greatest bowl cut ever, uh, ever, ever, oh, ever yeah. cut. Um, what, what T-shirt are you wearing? It, you know, it's 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 a very generic sweatshirt and it just says Sky Ace. And I don't know if that's a reference to something. I, I don't know what that is. So, um Anyway, I didn't mean to distract us. Where were we? <laughs> Amazing. Did you guys know that I learned recently that bowl cuts are called bowl cuts not because your hair ends up shaped like a bowl after, because but because they used to use a bowl, like they'd put a bowl over your head and just cut around the side of the bowl, and that's that's where bowl cut comes from. Crazy. See, I always thought it came from they would collect all the cut hair in the bowl and then you would eat it. But I guess I guess that doesn't make sense in retrospect. Re reduce, reuse, recycle, you know? Now, you guys are city dwellers. I think that's not a secret. I think we know that. As a, as a former and now soon-to-be homeowner, I've given out candy on Halloween. Do you guys give out candy on Halloween? I've, it's never happened to me. No, no one has ever come to my door. I usually get a little bit of candy just in case, like for an emergency, but then I eat it all myself. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious. I was a, I was a real creep last year because the weather was nice that day. It was warm enough out. So I went and I sat, uh, I got a folding chair and sat like in front of my door outside the whole time with like a cup of coffee just like watching people as they were going and they would have to like see me from far away. It was very uncomfortable <laughs> and I bought too much candy. So maybe that's why I'm bitter about Halloween. I see. Not enough people came to your house. No, that's why I'm mad. <laughs> Sean's house is great. I bought the good candy. The name brand stuff. I didn't cheap out. <sighs> and then I had to eat all of it. It was torture. Um, no. Uh, and, and for the record, Dan, the best holiday is Thanksgiving. You, you were asked about ranking. 
Yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving's top tier. I think it's like for me, it's got to be Thanksgiving or Christmas. Like those two are. Now, what about Easter? Forgot about that one. Easter didn't even happen this year. Yeah, Couldn't even Easter stand up to coronavirus. Mid tier. It, it, the good thing with Easter is it has a theme, and there are things that happen on that day that only happen on Easter. So that's the pro. But the con is it's not like widely celebrated. It's uh, not accessible. You you, yeah. And of all the like sort of um, fictional aspects to holidays, <laughs> characters that are, I feel like Easter is the most nonsensical. That's probably like that's true. just that's just baffling. Like I, I might give you Santa. I'll definitely give you Uncle Sam. I, I I don't know about I don't know about that. I don't know about the Easter Bunny. Oh, the Easter Bunny! I thought you were oh, talking, talking about, about Jesus? Jesus rising what? from the dead. <laughs> like yeah, this fictional character from Easter makes no sense with the eggs and the. No, not Jesus. That's a whole nother conversation. I, for one, love our evangelical fans. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, speaking of evangelizing. Are we live on Facebook right now? No. Oh, OK, we're not. We're not. No, live. I was worried about my Internet connection, so. I see. So say whatever you want. We can edit out later. I'm not, <laughs> Amazing. Gonna, I'm not I never edit these shows. Amazing. Uh, so, Sean, b before the show, we were talking about how I was using Windows more full time, and I'm in. I'm in so I'm in search of some some tips and tricks. Uh, I have a story. Uh, I have a long story and a quick story. Uh, before I want to hear your tips and tricks, which do you want to hear first? Uh, I want to hear the short story first. Short story. I've had a problem with this computer for many, many years, for the entire time I've had it, where the the volume, it, you could never quite get enough volume for something. It's always been fine for calls and for some audio, but for other audio, it's like I crank it all the way up, and I'm like, this is nothing. Yeah. Uh, and like the, the source, it, the app itself was all the way up, and I had no way of solving it. I almost bought one of those fancy amps because I was like, well, maybe this like computer doesn't have enough power. But today, just for shits and giggles, I tried plugging my headphones not into the monitor where the audio is being transported over DisplayPort, but directly into the back of the computer. And now I can blow my eardrums out. I'm, I'm at, what am I at right now? 26% volume. <laughs> yeah, the Windows <laughs> volume controls are wacky because devices will be radically different. And so I have these keyboard shortcuts to change the volume, and it looks it looks half baked. Like the what you get is basically a black box. It looks like you, you ever have one of those monitors and you press the button on the side to change the setting, and suddenly there's this huge black box on your screen. Yep, that's what the the Windows volume control change things looks like. The Apple one like has its own problems. It takes over your whole screen, but it's very obviously part of the software. It's part of the experience. This one is just a little black box in the upper left-hand corner. Except today, I was listening to Spotify, and then there's a little Spotify thing that pops up next to it. And then when that happens, it looks it looks designed. It looks like an actual thing. But if you don't have an app that puts up like the now playing thing, it looks very unfinished. That's yeah, my short story. That's very Windows, where it's like the two companies they've integrated with look great. And then the 98% of everything else looks not good at all. Yeah, that interface is not good. Yeah, it turns out that the, most of the time these days I spend uh, listening to stuff on this computer is Zoom and YouTube, and neither of those ever, or in games, I guess. But you don't listen any. You don't listen to anything in Windows Media Player. <laughs> no, is that still here? I don't know. I don't think that exists. Oh, it is. Oh, is it on there? Oh, good. Welcome to Windows Media Player. I get a very Windows Vista prompt when I when I start it up. <laughs> Uh, that's the other thing I've noticed using it more is sometimes so the search thing is great. The type, the press the Windows key to search. That thing works flawlessly. Yeah. But so, so I'll just type in. I'll be like, oh, uh, you know, I'll try to 
adjust some sound setting or you know, I'll type sound I'll be like change audio device. I'm like, yes. And I press enter and I just get this completely 2005 looking interface suddenly. Uh, so it seems like a lot, especially the settings are all like half converted uh, between the XP era and the new era. And I like the new era a lot better. Like I, I had to go into device manager the other day and I was like, what? <laughs> What on earth is this? There's no search. Like how I'm supposed to click around here and try to find my little USB device and right click on things. Ugh. Yeah, it's sort Terrible. of like when somebody I don't know if you guys have ever done this where you've like taken off wallpaper, like gone through old paint, like when you're in a house and it's like you get the first, the original paint looks great. And then as you scrape through the older layers, you're like, when was this wallpaper put in? Like, you know, it's like a, you keep going through the layers of paint and you're like, oh my, yeah. Windows is like that where they don't overhaul the UI. They just slap new UI over the old one and hope you don't figure it out. I love, I love that Windows still today has both a settings and a control panel. They do the same things, basically. But one is newly designed for Windows 10, and one is essentially the old carryover version. It's so strange. Is it, like, just so you can keep your old habits? Well, no, what's really funny is some setting, like, like, Dan was, like device manager and some of the more, like, deep stuff is only in control panels. They never converted it to settings. But, like, you can do, like, networking stuff in both places. <laughs> it's very weird. It's so, it's very Windows. Hmm. Weird. So what was your long story, Dan? So my long story was I, prior to starting this uh, programmer summer camp thing that I'm doing, I wanted to install the new Windows subsystem for Linux. So I Google it and it's like, oh yeah, great. Just like press this, you know, button. I was like, yes, this is like the, sometimes Windows is like this these days. You just press a button and it, it brings you into like the Windows app store and things just happen and it's great. Uh, but then I did that. I was like, oh, you don't have a new enough version of the operating system. So I went to, uh, you know, go to Windows Update and suddenly there was an update. There had, like, I had been getting Windows updates. Yeah. Like every couple of months my computer restarts because of Windows Update, but somehow I just never got this one. It's been out since May. Uh, and this is like the creator update, which is not helpful. And this like version 2004, which is confusing because wasn't there almost a Windows 2004? Was it Windows 2000? Yeah, there was a Windows 2004. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually, Windows... a, there's actually a great story behind that particular update. I don't know if that's where you're going. I don't know that story. No, hit me with it. Well, it's, it's just that it had, they rolled it out and it kind of, I forget the, the list of change. It was a big update. Um, and it like overrode some software with new versions people weren't happy with. And there was some bricking. And so basically they slow, they ended up slowing down the rollout. And that's why it sat there and didn't auto update itself is because people were having issues. And so they had all the computers still download it. They just waited to install it, um, in, in a slower rollout. Um, so yeah, then I, I go to install it, uh, and it, installs chugging chugging doing a bunch of stuff and it's like all right we're ready to restart i'm like go great restart and it restarts like three times and then i'm yeah i get my little login screen and i log in and i'm back at my desktop uh i'm like great i'm i'm all set so then i go and i go to install things like you don't have a new enough version so i i go back to windows update and only when i go back into windows update does it say like oh the last update had a problem 0x0016c like, oh yeah, come on, Windows! You're so close. Like we're no longer constrained <laughs> by like media size and stuff, where you can't actually include the error message in the software, so you give hex codes. Why didn't you just tell me what the problem was? And you know, you Google it, and the problem is still isn't very specific. It's like, oh, there's a problem with the drivers. Like, yep, great. Like at least, at least that's something. Yes. So back to the Windows fucking driver problem. Oh my god. Uh, after going through everything, uninstalling a bunch of stuff, seeing if it worked. and So I bought this computer from a manufacturer, one of those like pre-built computers, the Corsair one. I've otherwise been very happy with it. Uh, it turns out, I didn't realize this, that they installed software on it out of the box called Corsair Link, which you need, and this is why I think installing Linux on it would be a problem, 
you need to run the fans. So the fans are like moderated by the temperature in software, not by the operating system with this Corsair Link thing. And when you install Corsair Link, it installs this uh, CPU monitoring software, CPU-Z, which has been in the news recently for being banned by a lot of anti-cheating uh, programs that games install because it's so invasive. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing that was breaking with the creator update, a.k.a. version 2004, uh, a.k.a. since I've been learning uh, Windows programming, a.k.a. OS build 19041.421. So there's three different names by which this thing is called. And so then I had to, of course, I couldn't download the most recent version of that driver because that one wouldn't install because it was too new or it didn't work with this hardware. So I had to go through the forums and find this exact link and download and install it. But then I was able to update to the creator update, install Windows Subsystem for Linux, which that part was pretty easy. uh, And it is much better as far as I can tell. So... Oh, what, one of my favorite hobbies is when, you know, that sort of family and friends tech support is when someone hands me like a really old laptop that hasn't been updated in a while. And you do like 18 revisions of updates where it's like, update this, but then you have to update this, but it has to hold on this. So this has to be updated. I had my last laptop got bricked because it had one of the very first um, sort of hybrid drives where the OS was on a solid state, but the files were on like a, a regular hard disk. But it was custom to, I think it was an Asus computer. And so Asus had special custom software installed to manage that, which they then stopped supporting for whatever version of Windows I was trying to install. But I didn't know that because they just don't tell you. So I was like, oh, upgrade to Windows 8 or Windows 10, whatever it was at the time. Um, and as soon as I installed the operating system, just it just totally just blew it up. Just just demolished it. Had no chance of survival. It was great. So, no, that's you are a true Windows user, Dan. Congratulations. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Thanks. It's uh, I wouldn't say it feels good to be back. Um, but there are some things that are good. Uh, like I said, the search search is really great. Uh, I lo- I still really like the like drag windows to the side and they they become half yeah half size like the Windows management is I think better than Mac and Linux out of the box. Uh, and like the Windows Store thing works pretty well. Uh, for the stuff that you can install with it, uh, things auto update haven't had any problems. Yeah, I think for for an average user, it gets the job done. Like I said, if you're a power user, I wish you luck. What what problems have you had with it? I haven't really. I've been lucky. I've been lucky. I think, like I said, if you're just using it day to day, you're fine. But like when I was first building my computer and installing Windows and stuff, there were issues. And with my laptop, when you do a big OS update, it's kind of funky and... You know, it's gotten a lot better. I will say Windows 10 is a really good Windows operating system. They've done a good job of of everything works. The updates usually work most of the time. Um, the driver state, you know, it, it's pretty sort of uh, attention light in terms of managing it. So I, I give them credit. Uh, so, yeah, I'm in the market for little productivity improvements. I feel like there must be a better sound dingus, uh, for instance. You know, I've never had an issue with the sound. Um, I'm not changing to, do you change devices a lot? Is that what it is? No, no, no. It's just like, it feels for all the things I don't appreciate about the Mac design. It feels annoying to press the volume button on my keyboard and have to like look up to the upper left to see what it actually is. Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't. I almost never change the volume on my PCs. Like it just is the volume it is, and I'm just like, that is what it is. So I can't help just, you there. You okay. Just put your headphones far away from you, so it doesn't hurt. Your <laughs> I, honestly, I just I listen to very consistently leveled music and audio is my goal. Mm. Yeah, if you do a lot of video conferencing, though, you're going to get in that call with someone who has a weird microphone or is sitting far away, and you got to really crank it up and then crank it back down when someone else starts like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I will say in terms of... I've got a great 
pick for you, Dan. Maybe we'll do a pick each week of a great Windows utility. Um, Because uh, I know you said you like the Windows built-in search, which is much better than it used to be, but I have a great Windows utility that has an even better search. It's a piece of software called Everything, or Search Everything is, is probably how you would find it on Google. And it's it's a, a super light, um, yeah. Void Tools is the name of the company that makes it. It's a it's a free piece of software, and it's super lightweight. But it indexes stuff Windows Search doesn't index. I mean, it indexes everything, and the search is very good. Now, if you're kind of an average Windows user, you might not need it. If you're like me and you're a file hoarder with like four hard drives in your desktop, this is a lifesaver. Because it's like a file I had years ago that's in a folder and a folder and a folder and a folder. Um, it works really well and it's super fast. So I am a big fan of of everything. Search everything from Void Tools. Sweet. So, to download it. That's 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 today's little pick for you. Cool. Oh. Yeah, Windows, a software operating system, so good. You have to download things like search tools. <laughs> nice. I haven't been using Windows, but I did recently buy a like bootleg Android phone off of eBay for work. Ooh, that's exciting. It's not exciting. I mean, I mean but... how, how bootleg? I mean, are we talking yeah. like, like Android is spelled <laughs> with a J or something? Like No. It's not bootleg. It's like it's like a used Pixel 2. So nice. it works. It has some scratches on it, but it was like 150 bucks. So I have a backup phone, I guess, if my iPhone breaks. Well, you know, we've been waiting for an Android correspondent here on the show. I could technically be that person. I wouldn't call myself an Android evangelist, but I can correspond. It's like. It's definitely way nicer than when I was. Remember when I had a Moto X? I do. In, that was that was the that was the shit. Yeah, it was the OG don't panic material right there. It really was. Um, it's way better than that than it was when I was using that. But it's just like uh, everything else aside the like physics stuff on iOS. Like the way it feels is just so much better. Yeah. Like. Like everything on Android is so like, <laughs> like jerky. Nothing, nothing smooth. Like lists just like stop at the bottom. Like it's like you're crashing your car all the time. I love that Android. <laughs> it's like you're crashing your car all the time. Yeah. Put that on the Other- poster. Otherwise, there was something it did the other day that I was really pleased with. I don't remember what it was though. Oh, you know what else weird happened to me? I had some upgrade weirdness. There was a uh, an Apple Watch software software update like last week or something, and I couldn't ins- it wouldn't install on my watch because it said there's not enough free space on your watch. Yeah, my watch filled up. Yeah, and I tried to go like it was like go into the app manager and delete some shit. So I go into the app manager. I have like six apps on my Apple Watch. They're using like a hundred megabytes of storage, and like it says, my watch has like four gigs, like full, used. It's like I don't know what to do. So I just like reset my watch and moved on with my life. But that was weird. I don't like having the like it bothers you all the time about updating the software little red dot that you can't make go away. Yeah, I, I do, can't delete anything. I do find the watch software updates are always a pain. Always a pain. Yeah. It's so finicky about like when they go and like you got to put in your passcode and like did it's you put be in the your passcode and then it's the above yeah. 50%. Well, Colby, today they rolled out the uh, the first ever Apple Watch software beta. Public beta. They never public betaed the watch before, but the new version, which I think is 7 or 8, um, you can get the beta. Make it even worse. <laughs> That's the dream. So check it out. Try out that sleep tracking and some of those other fun features. Um, speaking of tech... 
folks. We've got some tech news in the rundown. While you guys are deciding where we're going to start, normally we're live on Facebook on Monday nights. I have shaky internet tonight, so I decided not to. But normally, about 10.15 Eastern, we're live at Facebook.com slash Show. You can join us there. Watch live, comment along with the show, and check it out. Uh, Aside from that, though, guys, what's story number one? We can follow. Let's follow up on that TikTok ban. TikTok, the drama continues. Uh, so we talked last <laughs> week about uh, where TikTok was at. The government was threatening to shut them down. Microsoft was snooping around to acquire them. Update in a story that's moving at lightning speed. Uh, President Trump, the orange buffoon. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm just, just we're gonna be that show now. Um, <laughs> signed an executive order uh, which blocks all transactions with ByteDance, TikTok's parent corporation, in an effort to, quote, address the national emergency with respect to the information and communication technology supply chain. It will be effective in 45 days. Uh, The order reads, The spread of apps controlled by the Chinese government continues to threaten the national security, foreign policy, and economy of the United States. The United States must take aggressive action against the owners of TikTok to protect our national security. Uh, he also signed a parallel order that banned transactions with WeChat, uh, the popular texting app. Um, we talked uh, last week about how does he actually do this legally. Still don't know if he can even legally do it. Um, he names the International Emergency Economic Powers Act as well as the National Emergencies Act, effectively naming TikTok's continued operation within the U.S. a national emergency. Uh, now, Microsoft is reportedly still in talks to potentially acquire the service. There was also a rumor going around that Twitter was sniffing around it as well, although that's pretty unlikely. Yeah. This will likely be challenged in court, uh, so who knows if it ever actually goes into place. Did did we talk like logistically about how they could they would do this? Like, yeah, we did a little bit. The issue is it remains unclear. That's the that's the <laughs> thing. We can speculate. I mean, it's like sanctioning, right? How do you sanction any individual or business, right? You know, financial institutions can't do business with them. Um, ISPs can be forced to block them mm-hmm. to some degree for that. Na- you know, it's it's very vague. Weird. But it's, I would say it's probably more of a financial block than it will be a technological block. Uh, they certainly could strong arm uh, Apple and Google into taking them off the App Store, which would probably be the most effective way to do it. It's just legally they don't know if they can do that. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. I, yeah, I, uh, there is a lot of kerfuffle in the video game community because... ByteDance owns like other companies or is part owner in some companies. And I forget what games that is affected, like that affects. Yeah, it it was incredibly fascinating the way this was written. So not only was TikTok future banned, but so was WeChat, which is fascinating for a number of reasons. One being that WeChat is one of the few services that people outside of China can use to communicate within China. Um, it, it's, it, I saw a report that said, uh, should it get banned? Apple could lose about 20 to 25% of their, uh, iPhone sales in China because people buy the device to use WeChat. Um, it's huge. But also, as you mentioned, Dan Tencent, uh, the company that owns WeChat also has large investments in, uh, Snapchat in Blizzard. Um, it's got investments in Spotify. Uh, it owns League of Legends, um, it that was owns, the one. Uh, a large minority owner in Fortnite and Epic Games, Clash of Clans, PUBG, um, the other messaging app, QQ. Um, it's got a large deal with the NBA and the NFL. Uh, the list goes on and on. And what's interesting is uh, the actual uh, order signed by the president says that uh, it does list Tennyson Holdings or any subsidiary of that entity. So it's really a question of how they enforce it. Wow. Huge. Yeah. (laughs) Weird. 
Uh, can we talk about uh, iOS killing cloud gaming? This is another story that I've heard about, but don't know anything about. Seems yeah, important. Yeah, this, you know, uh, the App Store, we've talked about on the show before, under a lot of controversy with the decisions they're making about what and who they allow on and how they allow them to use the App Store. And this sort of floated up this week because uh, Microsoft was in the middle of its xCloud beta. Uh, xCloud is their forthcoming uh, a game streaming service, essentially playing games remotely, um, which will be coming out as part of uh, Microsoft Game Pass later this year. iOS essentially shut down their beta. Uh, iOS listed an official statement. They basically said these kind of cloud services, whether it's xCloud or it's uh, Google Stadia is, a, is another example. NVIDIA GeForce Now is another one. Um, says those are in violation of App Store protocols uh, and cannot ever exist on iOS. Basically, they say they offer access to apps Apple can individually review, basically an App Store in an app. Uh, the exact quote here says, um, the App Store was created to be a safe and trusted place, blah, blah, blah. Before they go on our store, all apps are reviewed against the same set of guidelines intended to protect customers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Gaming services can absolutely launch on the App Store as long as they follow the same set of guidelines applicable to all developers, including, and here it is, submitting games individually for review and the games appearing in charts and search. Mm. Uh, and that's the issue, is that Apple isn't grading the 100-plus games within xCloud. Uh, it says here, Microsoft, Microsoft in his statement said it could not find a solution to bring xCloud to iOS via the App Store, and so they're just not doing it. It will be available on Android. Uh, they're going to continue to look for ways for it to work. Um, says They say Apple stands alone in de denying consumers the benefits of cloud gaming and that it consistently treats gaming apps differently by applying more lenient rules to non-gaming apps. It's hard to think of an analogous example of for a non-gaming app. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It feels a little silly that they're not. I guess it's pretty Apple. Well, maybe an, <clears throat> maybe an analogous example is Netflix. Now that I think about it. Netflix yeah. can release a new TV show at any time. Well, yeah, that's and that's sort of the point that I think Microsoft and Google are trying to make, where it's, you know, we're not a fly-by-night company in the same way Netflix isn't a fly-by-night streamer. You yeah. know, if I wanted, I believe, I'm not an expert on the App Store rules, if I wanted to put out an app on the iOS store that just streamed pornography, would I be allowed to do that? No. And but so I think you could put out an, a Netflix competitor. We should try it. <laughs> that's what the world needs, more streaming services. <laughs> um, yes. But that's sort it's, of the It'll idea. just be an app that will stream the Don't Panic shows and anyone who pays us money. That's a, that's a great idea. Um, I'm sure people would pay us big money for that. But I guess that's <laughs> the idea, right, is where you trust Netflix to put out content that Apple doesn't have to be concerned about and have protections in place for consumers, whereas a pornography website you probably would deny, despite the fact that they're both doing the same thing, streaming video, right? Mm. And so to me, that's what's interesting about this is if it were like Joe's Games, I think that's a little different than Microsoft and Google. Yeah. That's true. I feel like it's hard to make a... And, like, the argument that this is, like, an app store is, feels really flimsy to me. Like, it doesn't feel that much different than streaming video. Like, it's not like the games run on your phone. Like, obviously. Because that is the whole point. Um... Well, and that's that's what's really interesting is apps like Steam Link and PS4 Remote Play are allowed on the App Store because they're streaming off of your individual computer and or PlayStation and not off of a server. So, again, it's these sort of fine lines. There's also sort of rumors around where Google and Microsoft don't want to offer sign-up services through the App Store because Apple takes 30%. And there's mm -hmm. rumors going around that uh, Apple isn't comfortable with having these services because they're not making any money on it. Um, whereas Netflix, you can subscribe to Netflix through the app store and the, I, well, maybe you can actually, that's a good question. I don't know about Netflix off the top of my head, but yeah, a lot of these know. services you can. 
Yeah, you can for Netflix. Yeah, and so an Apple gets gets a cut. So, you know, of course, Apple will never claim that's the reason they wouldn't do it, but they're obviously not making any money on these these apps. Yeah, it totally is a reason. Uh, I mean, really, the, I would say the losers are consumers and iPhone users, and the winners are Android users. I mean, let's, let's say for a second, right, you were a huge cloud gaming enthusiast. You're a big Xbox player. You're thrilled about this xCloud service. You can stream to your thing. You can stream to your phone or tablet. Is at that point it's worth putting in the cash and buying an Android phone to do this with? Or an Android tablet? I mean, it's another gaming device, right? Maybe. I mean, I, I, I do I think it's a huge portion of the population? I don't know, but I do wonder if this has the op- if this is, a, I should say, a bonus for Google. Um, and an opportunity for Android to take market share. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I don't know how much of a... Like, it feels like a nice to have more than a, like, thing you switch your phone over, but... I also have a hard time imagining they will never come to an agreement on this. Like... I feel like we're in the negotiations phase right now. <laughs> right. And this is like, we're seeing like them making like decisive statements about like, we'll never do this. But like, you know, there are meetings happening. There are people are talking to the Apple people yeah. are talking to Microsoft people and demanding large sums of money in. Well, these, like are, that. these aren't small companies either, you know, they're, they're, they're going right. to work it out. There was another article, too, about Facebook gaming, uh, which was going to roll out an app that was partly uh, streaming gamers, which is a big part of their Facebook gaming model. But the app was also going to have games within the app, um, and that's App Store within an App Store, which uh, Facebook, uh, iOS basically said, hell no, don't even think about it. So, mm-hmm. um, so they're also on the list of people that uh, Apple's making enemies with. Doesn't, like, Messenger have, like, apps? But those you have to submit to the App Store for approval. No, I mean Facebook Messenger. Oh, again, though, but it's this weird, like, a lot of things do, do though. Like, that's kind of the, that's why I think this is so weird. And again, it's sort of that, I think part of the issue is that you have to download, like, say, Messenger, for example. You have to download it onto your phone. Whereas this is streaming on a server that Apple has no control over. I'm just making this up. I don't know what their beef is, but I'm assuming there's got to be. Some, they clearly they, in this article from The Verge, they list a company called Shadow, which I've never heard of. They're also a game streaming service, but they actually do that cheating workaround where they connect you to a single remote desktop on a server. So you're mm-hmm. not streaming from the server. You're streaming from a computer you theoretically own. Uh, and it's just a mirror of that host device, which I guess is an exception in the App Store, which, again, is kind of crazy. That's weird. I mean, I guess that, like, it it makes sense that there'd be an exception for that. So you can do, like, I'm sure there are, like, remote desktop things for your phone, right? Like, Right, exactly. Essentially, Shadow is <laughs> renting you a gaming PC on a monthly basis, and it's your right. computer you're streaming. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. So yeah, I, I feel like this is just business posturing. I mean, I you know, hey, look, I'm not going to say Apple is way out of line here. I agree. App Store within an App Store would be a concern if I were Apple. Um, I just don't think this is the mountain you you know the hill you really want to put a stake on and say this is what we're gonna you know actually do a company where someone is building actual apps within an app and then. <laughs> You know, these right. are they're video games. You know, it's like Mike. I'm sure Microsoft has a vetting process for how you get on xCloud. Like you can't just put any game there. You know, it's just it's just such a weird one to fight. Yeah. It's, that's what. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they'll. they'll yeah. Some. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Um. Do we want to get to any of the rest of this news, or we want to move on to picks? I think, uh, to me, the Is only it, other interesting thing are these insane uh, earbuds from Samsung. Bean-shaped. The, the ear beans. The Have beans. you guys seen these? I'm just uh, seeing them no. now. 
you've got this article doesn't have a picture of them in somebody's ear. Uh, see if Google more images of it um, and see if you can get a picture of somebody wearing them. Because the number one thing is, how do they not fall out of your ear is the question. So while you guys are doing that, the Samsung announced a bunch of stuff, actually, which were kind of Samsung haters. So we don't talk about it on the show. But one of them was the Galaxy Buds Live. And they're essentially the they do. They look like beans. They're they're sort of the shape of a bean. And instead of like an AirPod that sort of goes into your ear a bit, these just sort of rest within your ear on the outside. They don't actually penetrate. Um, there's no ear in ear tips. There's no seal. Uh, they just sort of rest inside of your ear. Oh, and they have the, like, they have these like charging pins that they have to use to charge. Yep. And that must go in your ear. Really? You'd want the smooth part in your ear. You'd think. Yeah. They're shiny Chrome on the outside. And on the inside, there's a little speaker that basically points directly into your ear. Um, but it doesn't actually go inside of your ear at any point. They just sort of rest in there. Uh, they're going to be priced at $169.99. Uh, they're going to be available August 6th in three colors. Uh, they do have noise canceling, although the reviews I've seen say it's basically, it's very light ear canceling because they don't actually go in your ears. Uh, they say they're designed to cut down on low frequencies, like an airplane cabin or the rumble of a train, but they let most sounds through intentionally. Um... They're also only rated for IPX2 water sweat resistance. They're not really a sort of drop in your toilet and they'll still work type of things. Um, but I just think they're just just bananas. Just <laughs> what bana- happens when you just water them? This comment says. Yeah, what, what do they grow into? Uh, <laughs> now, I will say I have I read some reviews from different uh, blogs and stuff looking at them. And the overall reviews I've seen are they stay in the ear. And they're actually a good fit, which is crazy to me. Uh, but if you want noise canceling earbuds, don't buy these because they don't really do a good job. Um, and the sound quality is fine. <laughs> Beans. It's just, it's just, you know, God bless. I, you know, we I talk shit about Samsung. I own no Samsung products. I'm so thankful <laughs> they exist because someone has to be out there making weird products. They announced an updated version of the Galaxy Fold, which we've talked about on the show before, um, that looks a lot better than the original, uh, a new watch, a bunch of other crazy stuff no one's ever going to buy. So um, I think it's great. I would definitely, if like someone loaned me a pair, I would definitely try them. I would never buy them, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would try them, too. Would you know, not and at $170, that that's, that's a little pricey. <laughs> For something that feels like a risk. Right, for mediocre noise canceling. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I couldn't I couldn't resist. I just I'm a fan of that. Okay. Let's get into picks. Uh, it's the part of the show where you must bring something we want to share with the world, and we've got a real heck of a fun list here, and Dan's in the middle, so we're gonna make him go first. So uh, I watched this Netflix documentary called Speed Cubers last week. It was a lot of fun. It's only <clears throat> it's only 40 minutes long. Uh, like a lot of these documentaries. <clears throat> sorry. It's on the surface about people who do competitive uh, Rubik's Cubing. Who can solve the Rubik's Cube the fastest? 3x3, three 4x4, three, 5x5, five five, 6x6, one-handed, blindfolded, etc. But really what it is about is these two guys who are uh, trading for the best in the world. And, but one of them is much younger and the other one kind of brought him up. And the younger one is autistic. And this is the only thing that he really can do and feel like he's fully in his element. Uh, So it's really good documentary, really heartfelt, super interesting. You learn all sorts of things about Rubik's cubing. Uh, So check it out free. If you have Netflix speed cubers. Nice. Sounds very pleasant. Yeah, less than an hour, so nice and easy. It goes down smooth. Hot damn. Get your money's worth out of that Netflix subscription. <laughs> awesome. Alrighty. Uh, I'm going to go next, and I'm going to let Colby take us home. Uh, I've talked on the show before about um, how I consume beer, which A, is a lot, uh, but also I never buy the same beer twice. I mean, I buy, like, 
you know, Coors Light or something. But but when it comes to craft beer, I try to buy a different beer every time I go to the store. And sometimes it's different breweries. Sometimes it's different beers from the same breweries. Some have been good. Some have been bad. I got to give a shout out to one particular brewery who I've had a number of their beers and every single one I have greatly enjoyed, uh, which is rare because usually I get hits and misses and every one of theirs I've really enjoyed. It's Mast Landing Brewery out of Maine. Um, I don't know if you guys have consumed any of their beers before. Dan shaking so. his head. Yeah. Um, I mostly get suckered in by the nice labels. They've got a very nice sort of style and graphic design to them. Because uh, I mean, I just did a Sports and Leisure, which is a New England IPA. I've done a number of their beers, and they've just all been very pleasant. So that's all. That's my pick. If uh, if a uh, beer store near you has Mast Landing, I recommend uh, grab, a, grab a pack. Try it out. Good beer by good people. That's not their slogan, but it should be. Hi, Sean. Hey, I'm I'm the I'm the slogan master. Uh, anytime. Uh, speaking of slogans, Colby, what's your pick this week? You're muted. I should tell Boo. you guys not not to get ahead of Colby's pick here. I have gained a new reputation in my office as the mute master. Where in teams you can mute somebody else, and I am the fastest trigger figure. If there's like more than twelve people on the call and you're not muted when you're not speaking, I will absolutely mute you, <laughs> lightning quick. Don't even try. As you should. And then people get really confused. I didn't know I was on mute, and it's like because I muted your ass. <laughs> anyway, beside nice. the point. Colby. <laughs> you're a mutant. I, um, I really am very bad. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I think in the past I picked the board game Scythe on the show before because I like it. It's fun. There's also a, there is a steam version of it that you can download. That is like just a like computer game implementation of the board game. And it's fun to play. I don't know. I've uh, me and some of my other friends, have played some games of Scythe on Tabletop Simulator, which I think I picked in the past, mm -hmm. which is a ridiculous, a very silly way to do anything. Because um, Tabletop Simulator is... You can use it to play board games, but you're you're literally like it's like a virtual environment of like a table and you have to like pick up the pieces and move them and it doesn't really like enforce the rules or anything. Um... But this is like it's like an actual like proper game that like enforces the rules and like does things. So I haven't played it with people, but I played it some by myself, which I still think is fun. Um, so I already have this. Really? We yeah, should play together. Oh, amazing. I mean, I took one look at the pictures of this and I'm like, this looks hard. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if we ever wanted to do a little. Don't panic. Game night. Game night. I would plunk my 1999 down on Steam to give it a shot. Dope. I'd love to play this game with Sean. Ugh. I, I have played very few of the, like, you know, that the, the, the sort of strategy games that are all the rage these days. Um, and I'm either extremely good at them or extremely terrible, and there is zero in between. <laughs> like Settlers of Catan... Don't even get near me. I'll destroy you. It's not even close. Mm. But I played a number of others where I'm just very bad. So, yeah, I would definitely give this a shot. We should play. I have a couple of, like multi-hour tutorial videos I can. Oh <laughs> boy, you're really just selling me. Forty minutes. Forty. Next, minutes what else are you gonna do? Next, you'll be telling me there's a 400-page manual I get to read. Um. Yeah, this is great. Scythe Digital Edition, uh, as you mentioned, available on Steam for Windows and Mac. Um, and who knows? Maybe you can come and play with the Don't Panic crew. What a treat that would be. That's the kind of stuff we need to be charging for. Right. Right. Patreon. Uh, super secret. I will say, and I'm not going to say any names because I'm not calling anyone out, but there is someone that we tangentially know who has a podcast, I will explain this later because you're all thinking, you're not going to guess who, who has a side podcast that has, I think, under 100 episodes, does not really seem to have any viewers, and they launched a Patreon that has $0 on it. And I said, 
buddies, you got to build up your audience before you start asking for money. We've done nearly 300 episodes and we have yet to ask for a dime. <laughs> right. You got to put in the work, man. That's, you know, they're, they're like, check out our Patreon. And I'm, and, and I'm like, like people don't even know who you are. <laughs> Already you got a Patreon. Alrighty. I, I like it. You got into podcasting to make money. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. <laughs> Blew it. Uh, Anyway, oh, podcast. Don't mean to put down our our fellow pals. <laughs> uh, guys, I think that's all she wrote on this one. Unless you've got anything else worth uh, sharing or discussing. No, I'm excited for my journey through Windows. Oh boy, what a what a thrill that is! Uh, yeah, she'll have to keep us up to date. We'll have more fun utilities in the future. Uh, I will quickly say that. Uh, I truly believe this is the week Matt and I will eventually get backed up for debate. Um, don't know what happened last week, but we're really, we're really getting there. Uh, but I will say we're already messaging with him about not only wrapping up Rocky, but also some great ideas for future episodes. We're already planning our next, uh, live commentary track, which, which I know people are really excited for Colby is, you know, it's so funny. Matt messaged me and he's like, you know, oh, we should do another commentary track. I talked to some, like, a fan who was, a, who was, and I'm like, was it Colby? <laughs> we think it's, we think it's just you, but still, we're doing it for you, buddy. I don't think I talked to Matt about it. I don't think so either. I think it was no. just a coincidence. But if you have any movies you want us to watch and comment on, let us know now. You just, you, here's the deal, though. You have to remind me at the beginning of the episode to turn off smart speed, because yes. that was... That was the thing that tripped me up the last time. The episode's done, and there's confusing. half the movie left. Um, yeah, we're leaning towards Jumanji, the original, but still up in the air, TBD. Um, and Sean Temper is coming up. A whole month of me, and I get to pick the topics. Um, and so if you guys want to come on and talk about anything, now, speak up now, because uh, I'm already starting to plan in my head. Can I tease one of my topics? Because Matt doesn't listen to the show, so he's never going to hear it. So it's going to be a total surprise. I'm going to do a bracket challenge, which we haven't done one in a while, and we've screwed them up every time we've done them. <laughs> Sometimes worse than others. And we're gonna we're gonna use the bracket. I think I've got a couple ideas. I think we're gonna find the best vegetable. Ooh. Okay. Get excited. So, yeah. Again, you don't have a good history here, but I'm cautiously optimistic. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, we'll definitely screw it up. But isn't that half the fun? <laughs> isn't that half the fun? Making the mistakes. Um, yeah, we're already planning the next book club. We're going to probably do scary movies again in October. We've got a ton of great stuff. Eventually, we'll do a movie league if movies ever come back. So check that out up for debate.tv where we get podcasts. Just search up for debate um, and you can get it there. I think that just about wraps us up tonight. Of course, you should go to don'tpanic.io. It's our great new website. Really fantastic including uh, my favorite feature this week uh, in picks or whatever. What is it called? Pickstery. The Pickster. Much better. Much better. This is why you're in marketing and I'm not. Um, <laughs> yes. Pickster. This well, actually it says this week in Pickstery. Uh, and uh, it's got all the old picks, which is really fun. Would you guys like to know what you've picked in the past? Yeah. Uh, this, this week, uh, Dan, you picked uh, the Fire Festival documentary. Yes. I picked Spindrifts. Colby, back in classic. 2017, you picked Rainbow by Kesha. Also classic. Um, <sighs> and and apparently, I forgot that I sometimes did this. Uh, I actually linked to Did Not Appear. Uh, because one of you didn't appear on the episode, and I linked to this very funny video of Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer on scooters in 2001 <laughs> being goofy. <laughs> Um, I'll have to copy and put that in the Slack so we can all laugh and laugh and laugh. Um, anyway, so check that out over at uh, don'tpanic.io. All the episodes are there along with the picks, including this week's, if you want to check them out there. Of course, uh, we do the show every week. You should subscribe wherever you get podcasts. We're there, the video version on YouTube as well. Of course, you can get a hold of us, don'tpanicshow.gmail.com, or check us out on Twitter over at, at don'tpanicshow. Um, that's going to do it here. So on behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks for joining us. Always a treat. We'll be back next time with more tech news. But until then, good night.
This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.